Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Recording. Recording. Recording, recording in process. So just recording four hours and 23 minutes late. Yes, apologies <laughs> to the team, to the board. <laughs> Grace literally had, like, I hadn't heard from her and I was just like, oh, she's obviously having a little sleep in. She's on holiday. And then like a couple of hours went past and I was like, I wonder if she's ever going to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Have that you time. It's, it's so nice to like, I don't know, I guess I feel like I don't feel like that at all because it's still, I don't have a full-time job. It just still feels like freelance vibes or something. And like in America, no one really stops in the same way. Yeah. So, yeah and no. it's not summer. So it just doesn't feel like, it literally feels like a Wednesday. And I'm like, that's so not fair. It's the 27th of December. <laughs> it shouldn't feel like a Wednesday. <laughs> It shouldn't feel like a Wednesday. I can't believe it's – I don't know. I I was very much just in that, like, dead zone between Christmas and New Year where, like, time doesn't exist, time is just a construct, days aren't real. I didn't even – it didn't even cross my mind that we'd be recording the podcast for another, like, four or five days. I don't <laughs> know where are. I got that from. And yet here we are. You're, like, I ab- apologise for being very late, but we're also very lucky that I showed up at all because I never check my phone in the morning. And I, I know. for some reason rolled over. I had a sub I had a subconscious knowledge deep in my mind that I needed to check once <laughs> that it was that it that today was the day. I know. I um, you know, probably would have begun the the numerous like texts to the different members of your family that begin sometimes <laughs> when you don't touch your phone for a while it starts with Zach but he's also terrible with his phone I probably would have gone along like don't know probably would have gotten in touch with one of his sisters or something oh FYI thank you Zach's sister for the banoffee pie recipe yes did you make it I did I kind of made I just sort of made that one but also went off like a bunch I basically just made it up because I wanted to copy the cow and the cows doesn't have whipped cream. So then I was thinking that because the cow, this is this restaurant in London that we love that does the most amazing banoffee pie in the world. Um, because I thought I was copying them and they don't have whipped cream. I thought the other ingredients would be, had to be really special, but it turns out it is just that simple. Like I was like, they must have this crazy recipe. And then I just made um, digestive biscuit bottom Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dolce de leche. Did you boil that tin? Boiled the tins. This is a weird feeling, isn't it? Boiling a tin. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I feel like it's going to explode. I've never even done it. I've just watched it happen, but it's frightening, even as a spectator. Yeah. Well, it is dangerous. People people say not to do it, but even that recipe you sent me, they don't do it in the recipe. She's gone. Mm-hmm. She went out. She went out in the big wide world and found a different tab. So I. Yeah, did the Dolce de Leche thing, boiled a can of condensed milk for three and a half hours, put it on at like mm. 9 p.m. And then I was like, no, <laughs> I was on TikTok till midnight, <laughs> scrolling and scrolling, and then put bananas on top instead of, and no whipped cream. And it was delicious. It tasted no like No cream cow. at all? So mm-hmm. just Dolce de Leche. Is that how the cow does it? Yeah. I'd forgotten, but they do, yeah, it's literally the biscuit base, the Dolce de Leche, a big thick thing, and then they do two layers of banana, and then there's some, like, cocoa powder and icing sugar on top. Special. And it was a hit. 
someone just texted me today and said it just ate a slice. What is that called? And I was like, that would be <laughs> feral by now. Isabel Truman's special cake. Um, amazing. Okay, so what did you do on Christmas? It was this the, the Christmas Day festivities. The Bonoffi was rolled Bonoffi out. Bonoffi was Christmas Day, so it was kind of like a – um, some of our friends here had like a little friend miss. I thought it was going to be way more people, but it was, um, much more intimate and cute than I expected, That's which nice. was nice. And they just said to bring a dish. And so I brought banoffee pie, just decided to do something I'd never made before, which made it all the more fun. And, um, we played white elephant, that Christmas game where you can steal everyone's presents. And we like thought about it too intently i think we were just like what is a good present that someone will want to steal mm. and we went to little tokyo and amar found like in this crazy shop it was like actually a korean shop it was kind of this weird miscellaneous store with just the most i don't know what it felt like it felt like kind of like a op shop and we walked past this briefcase with like korean on it and we opened the briefcase and it was a cupping set like an at-home cupping oh. set that is so good. That is so. That is such a good gift. And it was forty dollars, and the limit was twenty five. So we just walked over to the man and made him give it to us for twenty five. And then he gave us a face mask and some wet wipes as well. Um, mm. And then I got. I was at a loss, so I made a little at home sushi making kit for twenty five dollars, and found Cute. sushi socks, socks that were like wrapped up like a suit in in the shape of sushi. And I wish I bought more of them. Mm. Um. But we walked away with Amar got a Nerf gun, <laughs> so it's gone in the bin. And <laughs> I got oh, I got a Von Dutch hat, which I'm very happy about. That's a that's a good that's good. And then we didn't do anything. Oh no! And then we went to another friend's house um, after that and ate more and played and did karaoke and then went to bed. That's a perfect day. That's a really nice friend miss. Is that your first? Christmas in LA, yes. 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 La- we've been away for Christmas for so long because la- last Christmas was in New Zealand, but wasn't with my family either, which I was laughing about the other day. I was like, how did I get away with... Oh, I don't know what that noise is. Sorry. Um, I don't know how we got away. There's always people making noises um, with not being with my family on Christmas Day, but we just didn't. We were by ourselves in Queenstown and Wanaka. And then the year before, we're in the Cayman Islands randomly. That's right. That was a good. That was a good year. That was a good year for me. <laughs> I really peaked. Really peaked in that year. Um, <laughs> Gab Waller's there right now. I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you so much." Oh, I look so amazing. And how was your Christmas? The combined Christmas. Combined Christmas, really special. First Christmas with my my family and Zach's family. Ahead of the wedding, my mom and my brother flew over from Perth, and it was just—it's just been so nice. It's such—we always like come down to the south coast for or around Christmas, and it's like such a funny thing where you're used to like these traditions or spending time with one side of your family, and then the rest of your family just fits into it, and it feels like they've always been there. It's just really special. Just makes so nice. I know, very wholesome. And we, Zach's family, do like a very Assyrian. Christmas lunch, which is just so much better than an English Christmas lunch. I actually hate roasts. I've, Same. I just, I've come to realize they're just never that good. I've never liked Christmas lunch, but obviously I don't eat meat. So it's very ham yeah. heavy in New Zealand. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about roast? We do. I mean, my uncle does a really, like, let the, let the jury know. My uncle does a really, really, really good roast. I think he does the best roast one what? you could do. Turkey, okay, yeah, ham, and then just all the vegetables and all the trimmings. It's just not. It's just not for Grace O'Neill. It's not for me. I'm, I don't like I'm, it in either. London. Everyone's like the best roast, the best roast. And you always go, and it's always just fine. Oh, okay. I like that. If that's what if that's what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what my we always do every Christmas, and it's like a really nice tradition. But it's I like it at the pub. But I've never had one. I've never had a nice Christmas lunch that I've liked. Like my mum used to just have to make curry because I didn't like any. I didn't eat meat or anything. So then she'd just make me like a special little curry on the side. And that would be my Christmas lunch. That's quite cute. We had um, dolma, which is like. Delicious. You've had dolma. Yep. 
before. I've, ma- I've helped make dolma. Dal? Is this rolled a dolma? <laughs> we were all on the like factory floor rolling a bazillion dolmas. They're like stuffed vine leaves, but you have them hot, cooked, and then they made kebabe, so like those delicious kebabs that you put on a huge skewer from scratch and then cooked them on the coals outside. Kebabe is such a good word. It's the best word. Kebabe. <laughs> yeah, so it was just a vibe. It was just so, so, so nice. And now I love Christmas again. Did you get drunk? A little bit. Yep. Yeah, I was quite drunk <laughs> by the end of it. You know, when you're day drinking, so you consume just a huge amount, but you somehow avoid a hangover. Mm. That, that's like the real the real Christmas miracle. Yes. But I'm like so sad that it doesn't feel, it just feels like straight back, or it feels like straight back into it today, but I think because... Because it feels like the Christmas season, I feel like I'm being really good by working. Like, I feel like I'm being a, a mm-hmm. good little girl working on, like, a, a Saturday or something. But it's actually yeah. not. It's just, like, the middle of the week and you've just got shit to do. And you should actually be a focus girl. But I think we're going to go and see, because um, we were sick last week, which was just hell on yeah. earth. I hate being sick. I'm not made for it. I was honestly like, <laughs> this is the fucking worst. I got, like, depressed. I was like, yeah. I haven't even moved in like a, an entire week. It's so disgusting. Um, and so I think we might go and see all of us, all of us strangers, the Paul Miskell, Andrew Scott, mm. horny. Is it meant to be horny? I think Good. so. Good. As it I saw be. a thing on TikTok. I've re-downloaded TikTok. And I saw a meme being like, Paul Mescal outrunning all of his one night stands and it was like this guy running from like four trillion girls. So I think there's like he has a reputation for just bussing his way around. Does he? Post Phoebe. Yeah. Well, some slan- slanderous rumors on the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah, I guess what's a man gonna do? Because he literally got with Phoebe right after normal people and he was ready to marry her. He wasn't. Yeah. He was locked and loaded and ready to go. And then she went off bussing that comedian. And now here we are. I don't think we've really unpacked the like Paul Mescal to Bo Burnham. It feels like a move in the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I don't know anything about Bo Burnham. We watched that thing. I don't really either. But didn't didn't we watch that thing he did? Yeah. Why do we watch that? I don't know. It was a, it was COVID. It was like a very slow news time. Bo Burnham. Everyone was talking about it, and I'm just like, I think he's like cute and nice. And and was he married? And his wife was the hustler's woman. Yes, yes. Lorraine. I just feel like Lorraine and Bo should be together, and Phoebe <laughs> and Paul should be together. And this is all just the wires getting crossed. To be fair, he looks quite hot in this in this weird photo yeah yeah he is hot i just don't i don't fully understand his comedy no I mean, it's really like vine comedy you know what i mean like in that sort of early internet youtube comedy i agree um do you know what i watched the other day that i'd never seen before and it was so crazy um adaptation Oh, isn't it so good? It's so good. It's like Zach's favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. Amal was yeah. like, this was my favorite movie growing up. And I was like, I've never seen it nor heard of it. Girlies, watch it. But I recommended it to friends and they hated it. So I think it's it's specific. It's uh, Nicolas Cage playing him and his twin brother. And it's so funny because I forgot that that was even happening. And I just thought it was a different actor. Two different people. Yeah. He's, Nicolas Cage is so fucking amazing. Like, no one understands. <laughs> yeah. This is my, the sword I'll always die on. Yeah. He's such a good actor. And I really want to see Dream Scenario with him in it now. But it's weirdly not in, like, any cinemas here. But it's where he... Why? Have you seen the trailers? I saw... I think I did, but I've forgotten already what it's about. Where he, he's, like, popping up in everyone's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's, I think he's a professor at a university and someone's like whispering and they're saying that they had a dream about him last night. And then he like figures out that everyone's dreaming about him. Like all these strangers just seeing him in his dreams and their dreams. Special. And anyway, um, but that movie and then Meryl Streep, best role ever, a New Yorker journalist on 
the road to discover this guy who's been stealing these rare orchids. It was yes, brilliant. The, the, the story about it is that Charlie Kaufman, who's like really amazing, he did like Eternal Sunshine, wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and being John, being John Malkovich had to like adapt this New Yorker story about this orchid, this rare orchid thief into a movie. And then as he was doing it, he was like, I literally can't adapt it. So then he made the screenplay about a writer who couldn't adapt <laughs> this story, this New Yorker story, and then cast Nicolas Cage as himself. Yeah. So his, like Nicolas Cage's name in it is Charlie <laughs> and he's a screenwriter. And they were like on the set of being John Malkovich at the start. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Mm. It's so good. But yeah, really great old flick. We watched. Oh, yeah. What did you watch? I was going to say we watched The Godfather last night. But God, it's good. Three hours well spent. Yeah, I need to watch that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it is so good. It's so funny how you remember a movie. We can actually talk about that as a segue. But like how you remember a movie that you saw when you were younger and then when you rewatch it. And like when I watched The Godfather, I thought Al Pacino and Diane Keaton's like was such a cute couple and it was such a love story and then you rewatch it and you're like oh she's just like an idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah I actually this is a segue because I rewatched The Holiday I really wish I rewatched it ahead of this and um it was obviously just really special uh Cameron Diaz Jude Law Kate Winslet Jack Black and then I saw that someone at the cut also rewatched The Holiday and decided to write a piece about how when you rewatch it now, you realize that um, Jack Black's character is the guy you should be in love with. Being mature means choosing Jack Black over Jude Law on the holiday. Mm. And basically talks about how, like, obviously Jude Law's character, he, I mean, they're both not bad guys, but like Jude Law's character basically is, is still grieving his ex-wife who died. And now he's just like going out and getting lit at the pub and turning up wasted at his sister's house in the middle of the night, like threatening to piss outside. And Jack Black, meanwhile, um, you know, was in love with this woman who wasn't in love with him. And they had that lovely project together to, to get that old <laughs> Hollywood guy to be able to walk up to the thingy, whatever. And, that um, he's really funny and they have this shared kind of, they really get along and kind of know each other more so than just these two that want to bust because they're both hot. And I think that the person who cast this film and wrote Jack Black characters in was kind of ahead of their time in, in casting a non-traditionally hot, like, love interest guy. The thing I found outrageous was reading that piece. I haven't rewatched the movie. Is that him and Kate Winslet never get a sex scene? I know, which is like so outrageous because I obviously think we can't stomach like a Jack Black bus scene. I know. Yeah, Jared Jack Black. Nancy Myers said of casting Jack Black, I'm aware he's not Clark Gable, he's not tall, dark, and handsome. (laughs) But he's adorable, he's lovable. It's my way of saying this is the right kind of guy. This is what most guys look like if they're lucky, which is cute of her to say that. That is cute. That's. I mean, those are the kind of guys you – that's right. Those are the guys you actually want to marry. Jude Law is too terrifying. No. Too terrifyingly sexy. Jude Law busses the nanny, as we all – no. Speaking of which, I just want to talk about the Natalie. We're all over the show. Maybe we can rein it in. I just want to talk to you about the Natalie Portman divorce because I feel like we never talked about this on the pod. I know. We've been going through all the biggest pop culture moments of 2023 to revisit for our retrospective episode, last episode of the year. Yes. So this is our last main episode of the year. And then tomorrow the Patreon girlies get a Q&A. Um, so they've been yep. sending in their questions. I'm very excited for that one. Yes. But yeah, this, we are going through like everything crazy that happened this year. And I agree. So again, New York Magazine did a piece on the year celebrity divorces got messy again. And there were there were just so many like really interesting yeah. things that I want to revisit. Like, And I love how they brought out all of the messiest parts. So obviously Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are at the top, especially because you just like, 
so didn't expect <laughs> they were like come on ariana grande and her real estate agent husband were never gonna last to the truly surprising like joe jonas's scorched earth split from sophie turner and then straight underneath the headline, it goes, Joe had access to a ring cam that he said captured Sophie saying and or doing something that made him realize the marriage was over. Source to TMZ, September 6, 2023. I literally need to know, but I don't because I'm worried it's going to be bad for Sophie Turner. But I just, you can't, it's I need to know so... for me and you. We should like, like, if there was three people dead or alive that I could have at dinner, <laughs> one would probably be Sophie Turner, honestly. I know. I know. It's just such a scintillating. It's like it's like a picture of a movie or something. Joe Jonas saw something on a ring camera that made him know his marriage was over. Dun, dun. Like, what was it? What could it be? Why, Why was would he, he looking release on the that ring specific camera? information? That's really bad. There was no need. She wasn't even doing anything at that point. <laughs> she hadn't even like said anything. Yeah, it was a preemptive strike. Attack. Terrifying. So then, obviously, yeah, to the Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez and Ethan Slater and Lily J of it all, SpongeBob SquarePants' ex-wife said that Ariana Grande is not a girl's girl, which is fucking hilarious. And then, yeah, it's the Natalie Portman and Benjamin Millipet of it. So the Ariana, to go back to Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater for a minute, I love these people whose names we just learn for the sake of girlies having a moment i know <laughs> okay we'll learn who ethan slater is <laughs> that's like Pete davidson but it's just continued and continued and continued yeah um they just like were papped together on christmas day again i've been back on tiktok and <laughs> this girl was just saying and I, it, it's so true that so he ethan slater was married to his high school sweetheart and they just had their first baby earlier this year and then he left her for ariana grande and she was just saying, like, for that poor woman, she literally would have been thinking, this is my first Christmas I'm going to spend with my husband and my chi- my child. And he's just off getting papped with Ariana Grande. It's just it's just so crazy. You can't trust men. You can't. <laughs> Especially one to get famous, like, another... Not to sound rude, but she also, it would be a shock. Like, she just wouldn't have seen this coming. No, I mean, Ariana Grande Like, I don't think she would have been married. like, oh, Ariana Grande is going to fall in, in love with him. No. I think I would have been that worried. That. <laughs> exactly. A plot twist for the ages. I guess it, I guess that's when, that's like the good thing about going out with like a Jude Law. You're always on your toes. You, <laughs> you expect it, you know? Yeah. You're more yeah, vigilant. Exactly. You're more hypervigilant. <laughs> so... Yeah, Natalie, I mean, Natalie Portman probably also didn't expect this was going to happen. No. So her French ballet choreographer husband, Benjamin. Um, I have weirdly interviewed him before. You've interviewed him before? Yeah. What were the vibes? Yeah. Why? Um, very French. Very French. Very didn't want to be there. Very getting, getting those answers out. It was for a jewelry brand. He was like choreographed a dance for them or something. Oh, okay. I was like, please, like, <laughs> what is the link? Explain. Okay. So he he does the um they live in or they did live in LA and he ran the like LA ballet company or something. If you ever want to pop in, but maybe not after this. Absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, he French outlet Voici Voici <laughs> Claims he had an extramarital affair with, who was it? The 25-year-old French climate activist called Camille Etienne. And that's the best name. I know. Camille Chic. Um, <laughs> yeah, who is he? How do they know each other? So he, um, this has been left out of the narrative, is that they met on Black Swan because he was the choreographer. He choreographed all the dancing, the ballet in Black Swan. He was like quite a famous male, uh, quite a famous like ballet dancer. And then he became a choreographer and they met and he was married and they had an extramarital affair and that's how they got together. Really? And between, yeah, it's giving Ariana between, I don't know if he had children with his ex-wife, but he was fully married and like she, 
was not like eight months pregnant when she got the Oscar. So I think they hooked up, got married and had a baby within like eight months or nine months of wrapping, um, filming. That's right. So yeah. Context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he's gone and done it again. Um, yeah, right. Very interesting. And it says People magazine even confirmed the affair with a, a source close to Portman's claiming it was short-lived and that Millipede knows he made an enormous mistake and is doing all he can to get Natalie to forgive him and keep the family together, which is really sad. But that's just so un-Natalie Portman to confirm something to People. That's a that's an act of rage. Yeah. That's when you're just fucking angry. So she hasn't herself obviously commented on the scandal, but she has taken off her wedding ring for all of her made us in the press. She, she had a great time kissing hottie Charles Melton. Yes. It's so, I don't know why that makes me sad. And I think the narrative is so dumb when people are like, even Natalie Portman could get cheated on, but it does just feel quite outrageous when these men. <laughs> I know. A 25 year old climate activist. It's just like, <laughs> It's funny that she's a 25-year-old climate activist. Also, the picture people used of her, she looks literally 11. I want to find. There's, like, other pictures where she doesn't look as young, but, like, there was just that people were just using the worst. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. If your partner was was caught cheating on you, but a tabloid just reported on it, would you then confirm it? Like how they confirmed it to people? Yeah. I guess she just wants everyone to know that he's a dog. Yeah, that's what I mean. Would, like, would, would people being aware of it and getting involved in your business be worth people knowing that he's a dog? It's a hard call. Yeah, I don't know. I think in the... Yeah, I think it wasn't the heat of the moment. Wasn't the heat of the moment? <laughs> She's like, get on the phone to people. <laughs> uh, she's so beautiful and special, and I love her. And then Jeremy Allen White and Addison Timlin. So I've only just watched The Bear as of like a couple of months ago. Everyone kept telling me I'd love it. Everyone loves it. I haven't seen it. I I. Tried to watch it twice and just didn't. Did it make it. you too anxious? The like, yeah, da, 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 yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. Also, I don't know. Didn't. I didn't. It's a bit overhyped. I'll say. Yeah. I did like it. Thought it was good. Very watchable. But I think we've come in at a point where everyone's so frothing about it that it could never meet expectations. Yeah, it's also probably one of those shows that you have to give like two or three episodes, and I just kind of. Did episode one, turned it off, and then, like, had left it so long that I had to do episode one again and then turned it off again and was like, well, that's that. I mean, I gave Game of Thrones three seasons before I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think you'd like – like, it's it's good. It's really good. And I was just thinking about his – so he's – Jeremy Ellen White's a very similar vibe where he married his – I don't know if it was his high school, but, like, very long-term girlfriend, Addison Timlin. Uh, Maybe they weren't married, but they had uh, 
a son together. Yeah, they were married. And like five seconds after starting the bear, <laughs> five seconds after the bear came out, basically, they'd broken up and she was co-single parenting. And I was just thinking that Hollywood's just so crazy. I was thinking if I just had a baby with my partner and I saw the first episode of The Bear, I'd be like, we're fucked. <laughs> I know. he's just like a sexy chef and everyone just became obsessed with it and now he's like bussing Rosalia. It's just every woman's nightmare. Yeah, every woman's nightmare. It's also so annoying. Like she's so cute and pretty, but she's just – on oh no okay never mind I thought she had her own podcast called funny and failure and I was like no <laughs> but she went on as a guest on an episode oh wait she said this on January 16th when we were 14 years old and I saw you perform for the first time in drama class I couldn't take my eyes off you when we'd run your lines for shameless I'd be so tickled knowing beforehand what everyone would get to witness the next day on set when I watched the pilot for the bear I cried my fucking heart out I think somewhere I must have known how much life was about to change, but mostly a new world. The world is about to discover what I've known all along. What a privilege it's been to know first. I love this picture so much because you look 14 and 31 at the same time. Watching you win on Tuesday was one of the most overwhelming dimension hopping moments of my whole life. Watching you win last night while holding our two babies was pretty out of this world too. Daddy wind, Daddy wind another trophy winner's cup. We're so proud. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I know. She's so incredible. What a beautiful poet. She is. And then he still has the audacity. I know. Has He made a point of making out with a string of models directly in front of paparazzi. I love the card. That was January. Since, <laughs> since then, White has made a point of making out with a string of models directly in front of the paparazzi. And just before he debuted his latest fling, with Spanish pop star Rosalia, US Weekly published details from court documents showing that he had agreed to be tested for alcohol five times a week. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's sad. Oh my God. We shouldn't really know that. Apologies for sharing that. Wait, what <laughs> did you just say? What, what did you just say? <laughs> it came out in the court documents that he has to be tested for alcohol five times a week if he wants to have custody of his children. But I just feel like that just shouldn't be public knowledge. I don't know why the gardeners are here at 5 p.m., but I don't know what else to do about it because the podcast has been delayed long enough. We're just going to have to talk through it. I can never hear them, but then I can hear it back in the recording. So yeah. I mean, they're right outside the window is. going nuts. But then she posted in May. So January, they were still together. See, why are we so pervy? Like the cut also posted this thing of like the, the 10 most read stories of the year and all of them were like the most pervy pieces. <laughs> Yes, we can't help it. It's we just, just care about other human, yeah, other human relationships. Because then in May, she posted her and the kids and was like, co-parent is not how I pictured it. But I think she said before that, and she updated the post, um, she said, being a single mum is not how I pictured it. And then she updated it to co-parent. Who cares? Like, you are a single mum. Oh, all of his stands are probably in the comments flooding her. Yeah, she's like, it's a so fucking hard. relationship with a fucking chef. It's all out covered in shit, crying on the floor, kick you in the shin, screaming with no sound coming out hard. Aww. It's not the natural order oh of things. God. It can be exhausting, but more than anything, it can just be so lonely. Can Addison Timlin please, like, write a book of poetry I, or something? I know, and then she said, when something magical happens and you have to tell yourself, don't forget this because there is no witness by your side. It's so painful. Good on her for sharing, for sharing this stuff. I'm going to like that. <laughs> I love women now just refusing to let this narrative of guys who act like dirty dogs just being protected. It's giving Angelina. Yeah, it is. I was speaking about that last night. <laughs> I was talking about that fucking vineyard in, pa in France last night. <laughs> I know we were in the bottle shop on Christmas Eve and we were looking for rosés and I was like, not Miraval. Oh my God. We're not giving not Miraval the penny. I tried to drink Kylie Rosé at my second Kylie Minogue show um, and they were sold out. So uh -huh. it is quite a sort of 
suspicious shade. It's, it's very pink. Wow, people are being so crazy. On I'm on her, like me, like myself. I'm on her post from October 18th, 2021. And everyone's commenting. It's like her anniversary post to him. And everyone's commenting Rosalia, like everyone's writing in Spanish and also posting like Rosalia memes. <laughs> That's so mean. It's like. Yeah. Like what? They're trolling this poor woman who was left by him. Yeah. So rough. Oh, happy anniversary, baby. My favorite thing on planet earth besides our kids is saying my husband. God. She's so this is sweet. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> the dark and painful journey we're going on. I know. Anyway. Um The Kevin Costner one sounded really funny, but I'm just like not really across it. No, it sounds really fucking funny. It's super like detailed. So I love these little quotes they've pulled out at the opener of each thing. It is with great sadness that circumstances beyond his control have transpired, which have resulted in Mr. Costa having to participate in a dissolution of marriage action. <laughs> that is crazy. That's what That's his what rip Costa said. To page six. Yeah. Could they, they were not have given that a couple more goes? They were together for 18 years. And she filed for divorce in May. There was rumors that he had cheated, but he quickly came out swinging, saying he was blindsided by the filing. And then he hired this like big shot divorce attorney and filed a series of documents accusing his ex-wife of refusing to leave the couple's, I remember us briefly talking about this, $145 million home. And she was asking for $250,000 a month in child support so she could spend some of it on plastic (laughs) surgery. That's honestly fine. And then she hit back by saying that he told the couple's three children about the divorce on a 10-minute Zoom call from Las Vegas. (laughs) So crazy. Wow, he made $19 million last year. Yeah, I think it's all this um, Yellowstone money. His annual gift budget is $830,000 to buy presents. What's a gift budget? I guess to buy people presents. <laughs> That's so crazy. I wish I had a gift budget. 149 I think we did talk about this at the time, but $145 million for a house is like truly insane. I know. She's she's getting six hundred uh, $63,000 a month now. Mm-hmm. Less That's, than less than she deserves. I know, but that is so much money. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things. <laughs> a month? Just every month. Every single month. And now he's dating Jewel. It's such a great story. Who's Jewel? You know Jewel, she sings. What does Jewel sing? She's that country singer. I vaguely remember. Um, Weirdly, weirdly, I don't recognize a single song. One of these. I know. I know her name. Yeah. She's, she's famous have you seen yellowstone no um i no, i haven't it doesn't really appeal for some reason it's like set on a ranch okay i have to get off jeremy ellen white's ex wife's instagram and revisit it later i'm gonna be back i heard someone describe yellowstone as like succession for the rest of america and people were basically saying that like only the actual number of people who watch succession even though it was like the biggest thing in the awards season and the news like the news cycle actually only had a couple of million people watch it a week whereas yellowstone is about a very similar thing it's like family dynamics thing drama and actually it gets like 20 million views an episode or something i'm making those numbers up but it's this idea that it's it's way more actually popular and way more people in america watch it but we're just obsessed with like rich people our like lefty (laughs) fuck the murdochs (laughs) hbo shows i'm gonna try watch it there's there's billboards for it all over la 
Kevin. I mean, um, Kevin's pretty hot. I, as I said, I watched The Bodyguard again recently. Same. After you did. Isn't it so good? Yeah. Whitney, it's so silly. His whole storyline is that he was supposed to be <laughs> looking after Ronald Reagan the day he got shot, but he was not at work. <laughs> That's why he's so Not depressed. on my shift. <laughs> Kevin. Okay. What were the other big pop culture moments of the year? There were a lot. I had fun going back through. Gwyneth. Back through these. Gwyneth. That was in March. It was interesting putting the year together. Yeah, tell me the tell me January. Okay, January spare. I can't believe that that's yeah, a week away. <laughs> For the most boring take of all. I just can't what, believe January? how fast. Oh, yeah. it's just I just can't. I've lived in LA for a year. Yeah, special. Crazy. I I agree. This has been the fastest year to date. So spare one year. That's fine. Not much to revisit there. Ariana DeBose was in February. And so was Rihanna Super Bowl and the Oscars, where everything everywhere all at once won everything. Special. And then Gwyneth's ski trial was in March, which just doesn't – it doesn't feel right to me, even though I fact-checked it. I know. It feels like it was more like July. July, yeah. I agree. Succession. The outfits. Coachella, April. Yeah. They skipped May. I guess the Met Gala, but that kind of felt forgettable this year. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. idol was June. The idol is giving like September, October to me. <laughs> don't you I don't, those months, those months, I don't know what the fuck happened this year. I like literally blinked. I missed like every every per- important person's. Didn't miss your birth. Kind of did miss your birthday. Your present was like a month late. Miss like it, that September, October, November. The lost months. The lost months. Um. Yeah, July, Barbie Heimer, SAG. What's SAG after? Oh, sorry, the strikes. Oh, right. Jenna Lyons, Real Housewives of New York debut. That was, a, that was a highlight of the year, I would say. That was a top. That was my rose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my rose was Jenna Lyons and my thorn was having to watch weekend sex scenes in the idol mm-hmm. then august there was nothing much happened kim cattrall can be on and just like that very <laughs> quiet month and was that when britney spears is no i no. think i just you don't know I where that know where to put that yeah i, I think, think that's, that's october, october. yeah um but yeah i i really still want to read her book i bought the audible version of it same with julia fox there's so many Books to read and so little time. Yeah. And then Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas, Kylie and Timothy je- debut. They've been together for ages now. Three whole months. Yeah, Kylie Jenner and Timothy's hard launch at the US Open. Someone was posting um, – oh, yeah, so they'd been together before that. Someone was posting Wonka clips <laughs> and saying, did Kylie get the ick here? Surely. Probably. It is such a funny – I saw someone say it just feels like – it just feels like an AI or like a public relations machine just cooked them up, which feels nice. I saw Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny broke up. All of our predictions were wrong. What were our predictions? <laughs> that they would stay together maybe. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> saying that. Up. Maybe that was – I felt like I felt like you wouldn't do like a Gucci campaign and the interviews and blah 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 unless you were like pretty serious. But I guess you can be serious and break up. Yeah, I reckon they were serious. That's a little bit sad. Just a just a little bit. Um. Okay, and then Beckham's documentary, yada yada. I, obviously, the biggest thing of the year from a pop culture perspective was big concert tours, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and then just Taylor Swift 
taking over the world. I'm worried about her. I just think the only way to go is down. I know. But I think she's – I think we're all more hyper-attuned now, I think, to not doing that. Maybe. Maybe we're not. I think we are. I think she needs to – when does the tour end? Because I do feel like it's going to wear thin in 2024. There's so much to go. Like, like I'm, she's going to be on tour for another f- three years. I'm trying to see her August 18th in London. She's only getting to London in August. I think she gets to Europe in like May, but then she comes back to London or something or she goes to Paris first or and London last maybe. So when does she get to Australia? February. Uh, I think or April I don't know Ash one of my my best friends uh, won her friend won tickets off the radio so they're flying over for it very special special I think okay if you were her PR person what would you suggest for going into 2024 Mm. just like I don't know she's trying to do the whole I don't give a fuck you know, people just hate me no matter what I do, so I'm just going to live my life. I kind of like that. I kind of like that vibe. But maybe less of the football shows. But I don't know. People are already sick of it. People aren't really reporting on it as much, so it's not like it's, like, causing a scene. I don't really like seeing those two out for dinner holding hands, personally. I think it'll be interesting going into next year. She's done, like, this absolutely class at like a grade relaunch rebrand everyone loves her again like you say it's horrible the media's fucked but there's this narrative that the only way is down I think if she just plays it quiet this year if she's just chill doesn't do too much the stuff hasn't felt like PR stuff even though it kind of has been it's felt like she's just doing things organically yeah and I think, yeah, like you say, I think if she can keep that up, I just can't, I don't really have it in me to do like a Travis Kelsey breakup thing and everyone talks about it and blah, blah, blah. I think everyone's just maybe hit peak that. Gabit and um, Matt Healy just went Instagram official, or maybe they had before, what? and I, maybe they have before, and I never have seen it. But she just posted. How does he always pull this off? She just posted a photo booth series of them, and I hate mm. it. God, that's quite cursed. That <laughs> someone post. said, "Go ahead and just turn the comments off." I know it's gross. It just makes me think less of her. I know. And I'm sorry for that. (laughs) (laughs) We can't help it. I don't feel good about it. I know. But I just think after the Gia Tolentino profile, I just went from having no feelings to having a mild ick. About him? Big ick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, predictions for next year. This is going off. I only have one, which is Rosedale. (laughs) What is it? Just that Amelia Gray is going to become even bigger, the biggest girl, the biggest girly. Yes. Um... I don't have any predictions. Yeah, sorry. I really threw that <laughs> off. I think Taylor Russell and Harry Styles are still dating, which is very cute. Yeah, everyone has a problem with him shaving his head, but I'm not across it at all. Someone asked us a question about it for the Patreon app tomorrow, so we need to get across. She was like, do you have thoughts? If <laughs> She was like, she was like um, comments, if any, but I, I'm going to have some by tomorrow. Gonna have some thoughts about him shaving his head. Apparently, everyone's just losing their minds over it. It's also maybe he just has premature balding. I know, Jado. That like I I know it sucks getting grey hair as a woman, but having that bald 
Yeah. What, what's the thing? Receding hairline. That would Is a receding suck. hairline. I'm looking at it now. Aww. <laughs> Aww, I swear sorry. you've talked about his receding hairline before. Have I? Maybe. I feel like we watched him in concert once and you were like, he has a receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be done about that as well. That's one of the few things. Men have so few beauty standards, but the two that they have, height and hair, can't do anything about it. Height and hair and dick size. I know. But I don't, yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah, women don't really care about that. We don't really care about I don't anything. Think women care. Women are so understanding and forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Keoghan, what's his hairline looking like? Barry. Next year's going to be a big year for Barry too. Bazza. Did we talk about how he ad-libbed fucking the grave? Yep. (laughs) That's like all I can think about when we talked about this. His hair's looking pretty full and luscious. God, he just looks like a little boy when I Google him. It makes me feel weird for thinking he was hot. (laughs) How old is he? He's got to be like 30. He just looks so young. La 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 la. All right, we gotta go. It's dark out here. I'm in. I'm gonna go see all of us strangers. I think. What's that? That's the that's the Paul Miska one. Oh yeah, and Andrew Scott. <laughs> Report She's on back. holiday mode or She's Anatomy of a Fool. But I feel like that one. I want to go see Dream Scenario, but I can't find it anywhere. Mm. Yeah, see the Paul Miska one. But, yeah, we should watch Anatomy of a Fall to talk about it. I need to watch the second half. Yeah. Perf. Okay. Good See you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>